Hey, everybody. Welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontagne from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths. Dustin, how are you doing today? Real good, Bryn. How's yourself? Great, thank you. Hey, let's talk about the housing market because it is really an interesting study this past year and a half, and it's going crazy, huh? Yeah, it's uh, it's actually a li- little bit unbelievable uh, what's going on in uh, in Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal. Uh, we saw a little bit of that in uh, in Alberta in two thousand. 2005 2006 where prices kind of doubled in, in a three-year period but they, they've since kind of plateaued for about the last 15 years um, that 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 uh, that has a little bit to do with economy <clears throat> but also just uh, you know lots of land available to build to build out around Edmonton you know in the prairies we're, we're not blocked in by oceans uh, or mountains so uh, you, you look at what's going on in Toronto, where where you have you know a duplex that might have went for say seven hundred thousand uh, dollars two years ago, now selling for one point five million with twenty multiple offers on it. It's it's a little insane. Um, I, I don't see it ending real well. Um, not not so much for the banks because I think most of these uh, houses, a lot of them are are being bought. Um, on, on borrowed money, which is probably backed by CMHC, but at some point the uh, the bubble's going to burst. Um, there, there's no there's no way that you can have that kind of uh, uh, real estate uh, appreciation in, in a short period of time and not have a correction. Um, interestingly, I was just reading this morning about uh, a hedge fund manager in New York named Steve Cohen, and he bought a. Uh, about eight years ago, he bought a penthouse in New York City for 115 million dollars U.S. Wow! Obviously, not your your average run of the mill penthouse, probably <laughs> the top floor of a skyscraper, right? But he just sold it for 37 million U.S. So when when you talk about real estate bubbles, um, especially on on uh, you know things like condos and in, in cities. Uh, they can go up real high, but they can they can drop quite substantially as well. And I, I, I suspect there's a lot of foreign money flowing into Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal right now, pushing the market up. And I, I suspect that uh, when when, <clears throat> when you've got condos before they're built that are being flipped two or three times, uh, that's the 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 sure sign of a bubble. And I don't know when it's going to pop. It could go up another 50%. It could go up another 20%. Um, generally, what what solves the real estate uh, conundrum in terms of overheating is interest rates. So if, if if you look at what interest rates have done in the last couple of years, you had three 3.5% mortgage rates on a five-year drop to you know, 1.6, 1.7%. Uh, that's really what's been fueling the, the increase in, in prices. Because uh, of course, uh, you can uh, afford a lot more property, or you can afford to spend a lot more on property at two percent versus four percent. So, uh, I, I think that there's there's a direct correlation between interest rate movements and and housing prices. Uh, but what's really jacked this up is, you know, the kind of that FOMO, the fear of missing out, um, and and people just staying at home. Um, you know, during the pandemic, not traveling, they're, they're getting a little stir crazy. They're doing renos, they're buying houses, uh, you know, f- flipping flipping the equity in their house into a new one. So uh, I, I think it's a very unusual time. The other thing that's been adding to the prices is the the price of lumber. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was in, in uh, 
lows by where my daughter goes climbing in, on the West end in Edmonton, uh, just a couple nights ago and just looking through the lumber aisle. Cause I wanted to see the prices and, a a, a, a sheet of three quarter inch plywood's a hundred bucks. I know it, it's unbelievable. It's tripled in the last, uh, you know, year. So, um, good, good for lumber stocks. Uh, I, I think the lumber prices are probably in a little bit of a bubble as well. So, uh, we're, we're seeing some unusual circumstances that this pandemic has created in terms of supply and demand. And, uh, I, I think that especially in housing, it's probably not going to end well. So, well, the one thing, and I was looking at some stats from Edmonton this past month and condo sales, there's a glut of condos on the market. So it's kind of flat housing prices, single family houses are up, but the area that's really gone up is the is the acreages, and you talk about uh, the bubble effect in terms of COVID, people want to have a little more space, a little more air. That That's the one area that they've really seen a real surge is in is in the surrounding area of the metro part of Edmonton. It's amazing, and it's the same in Calgary. Yeah, and, and you know what's interesting to me is that, uh, you know, residential, it, th- this real estate uh, increase has, has been largely all residential little bit on the industrial because you've got some uh, some warehousing uh, with with the the huge surge in online so the Amazon effect um, has been pushing up some industrial prices but you look at the uh, the office and commercial markets um, I'm looking for office space right now and the lease rates are fairly decent um, there's really not a lot to buy in terms of uh, in terms of commercial office. Uh, and in, in, in the, the price range that I'm looking for, but they haven't, they haven't shot up. You know, you would think that real estate's going up. It's kind of the rising tide lifts all the boats. It's not really the case. Um, commercial is, is really struggled. And, and of course that that's directly due to the pandemic, the working from home, uh, phenomenon, uh, whether that's going to continue or not, I think some companies have, have said that, yes, they're, they're going to, uh, continue the work from home strategy, but, um, I, I think that from a productivity perspective, you're, you're probably going to see that shift um, go back the other way at some point. Uh, may, may take a few years, maybe a decade, uh, but certainly the offices will come back in vogue at some point, I suspect. Um, I know for myself, it's a little bit trying sometimes, especially when the kids were at home, mm-hmm. uh, you know schooling, getting, getting appointments done and whatnot, working from home. But, um, so it, it's interesting, but, uh, I, I don't know when the, the, the big, uh, the, the bubble's going to pop when we hear that big hissing sound, but, um, uh, or maybe it'll just be a slow, a slow, uh, you know, let the air out of the balloon slowly over time, uh, price, price regression, but, uh, definitely, you know, in, in, in all my experience and training, uh, what looks like a bubble usually is a bubble. So uh, I, I guess the realtors will ride it out. Uh, it's good to be in, in uh, residential real estate in the last uh, year. And, and I wish all those folks well. So but, from, uh, from an investment standpoint, do you, does it concern you? Well, obviously you talked about lumber, the lumber industry and that kind of thing. Does that interest you or do you just kind of anything that's attached to a bubble, you kind of avoid a little bit? How do you approach that? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I, I never really like the the lumber industry from a long-term perspective. It's just too cyclical, the highs and the lows. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for my cyclical investments, I mostly turn to metals and oil, a um, little more predictable on, on that front. Um, 
but from a from an investment perspective in terms of the the housing I'm not not real interested in the residential aspect I've been tiptoeing into some uh, industrial and uh, and uh, office REITs more more real estate investment trusts that are a little bit more diversified but um, that that's probably uh, a topic for another podcast so it's also a great reason to give out your phone number because if somebody's interested about this how do they get a hold of you uh, just give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729, or uh, they can email me at dlamontang at researchcapital.com. And of course, the website for the company is researchcapital.com. Hey, thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, Brent. Thanks. All right. And thanks, everybody, for listening to Making Sense. Have yourself a great day.